Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Mark London, CEO and Chief Creative Officer of Mad Cave Studios. Mark is also a writer. Uh, this is Matt and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Mark, thanks so much for, for joining us. Why don't you lead us off with a little bio about yourself and a little bit about Mad Cave, and then we'll, 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 we'll dive deep into the, all the books you guys are doing. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me, Matt. Uh, Noah, nice to meet you. Um, okay, my name is uh, Mark London. I'm the CEO and CCO of Mad Cave Studios. We are an independent publisher from Miami, Florida. Uh, we focus on creating unique visually sonic comics across multiple platforms. Um, we um, want our fans uh, not to passively read our comic books, but enjoy taking a deep introspective uh, journey with our characters, environments, and themes. Um, I know that it sounds a little profound, but that's really who we are. And yes, I'm the writer of uh, some of our books, um, uh, Battle Cats, Knights of the Golden Sun, Honor and Curse, and uh, Woven Heart. Very cool. Um, Noah, do you, do you want to lead us off with, uh, with a question? Yeah, I just want to know what your inspiration was for, you know, starting your own publishing company, your independent, you know, comics publishing company. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'm in love with storytelling. I grew up in the late 80s, and let's just say that that was a great time to be exposed to all sort of uh, media, let's just say like comics, video games, movies, animation, literature, I mean, the works. Um, so I think that uh, I devoured everything and I came up uh, with a conclusion that really uh, my calling is that I, I wanted to be a storyteller. I, I really wanted to, to develop characters, create worlds. Uh, right, so write my own books was, was my passion. But uh, unfortunately, like I was doing um, other stuff. I was um, working full time and I didn't have um, any time to, to actually devote um really my resources to this but one day i was talking with with um with my wife like for the 1100th time and then one day she just tells me like listen you know what dude either you do this or let's bury that right here because uh you're gonna drive me nuts and I went, <laughs> wait 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 so you're telling me there's a chance uh that i can do this and she was like yes but i mean i'll figure it out because they give before i change my mind so i was like all right um, so I, um, uh, with that blessing, let's just say, let's just say that I, that I started to, to, to like design a plan, uh, for what to do next. So let's just say that that was the initial motivation to start uh, my own publishing. That's awesome. And so did you, uh, when you made that plan, did you sort of dive in feet first or were you still doing the day job and sort of making the plans for, uh, for starting Mad Cave? Mm -hmm. No, I was I was also doing the J, the the day job, which uh, still uh, I still am. Um, okay. I still have to devote uh, part of my time to to other things. Um, but let's just say that first, let's just say that when I got the blessing, I I I, I wanted to to actually do this, but but kind of like as a, as a as a fun project. It was more like okay, this is this is my thing. So so I just wanna. I don't know, put it out there, but not as a business, just, uh, I mean, as a fan creating stories and, and writing books. Um, so what I did was uh, I hired um, or got in touch with, uh, with an agency 
uh, a creative agency that they actually design websites and and media strategy, social media strategy in the works. So we're like, listen, I just need a website uh, for my own personal use. I, I, I'm gonna put like a, a couple of images. I'm gonna put my own comic books there, and then we'll go from there. But speaking with this um, with this agency, um, like when I started telling them my ideas and what I wanted to do, and that I had uh, this project and that project, they were like, hey, you know what? I think that that maybe you can build a business out of this. So I was like, you think that I can make a business? Okay, so. Um, one thing led to another and I started meeting artists, I started meeting designers, uh, I started meeting people that, that were very social media savvy, uh, and the rest is history. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we decided to, to actually, um, join forces and, and, and build what you know today as a as Native studio. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, when you went into creating your own company, did you have a lot of those story ideas already fully formed, like for Battle Cats? Most of them were, but uh, but stories when when you have them in your head and um, I'm sure you try to translate them to paper. Once you get another person uh, or a team involved, I mean everything ends up mutating and becomes something else. Mm. But let's just say that the core of the of the story of the characters, the main idea. I mean, uh, I've always been pretty clear of, of really where, where I wanted to take the stories and um, how I wanted to develop them. So in a nutshell, yes. So That's what awesome. was the, uh, what was the first title that you guys came out with? Well, the first one was actually Battle Cats. Okay. Battle Cats was, um, um, our flagship is not the first one that was written. Um, but it was more because the, the artist, um, that actually came on board, uh, and that actually worked on, on Battle Cats on the first four issues. Um, I really liked his style. I really liked, uh, his approach on things. Uh, I, I really liked, um, his influences growing up. So we kind of saw eye to eye because Battle Cats is this, um, medieval fantasy story where Thundercats meets Lord of the Rings meets, um, Game of Thrones kind of thing. Uh, but that story was first set in in space. I wanted a space opera um, with uh, anthropomorphic characters. But then to answer, to go back to your question, Noah, this, like, I wanted the battle cats to be set in space, but with the artist, um, let's just say, skills or knowledge or what he was better at, he, he was addicted to uh, Masters of the Universe mm. and Conan. So it was like, Okay, so I think that I can turn this story, um, same principles, same ideas, same characters. I think that I can turn this medieval, which also I share a passion for Conan and um, Arthur and Knights of the Round Table. So, so, so kind of like well, it blended with what he was doing and then it turned out mutating in, into what Battle Cats. It's um, a very cool looking book. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you know. So, so how did you how did you find find that artist? And that was the the first artist you worked with in in comics. Yes, and you guys are gonna laugh. I actually put a, um, I, I actually called a newspaper and put the, the <laughs> uh, that I was looking for a, for for an artist. And, That's a great. And you have no. I mean, yes. Before, I mean, I think that it was faith. I mean, I, I do believe in that. So, so I think that it was just a calling because. He was like, okay, I, I saw this article in the newspaper, uh, <laughs> but, but then he, he, he goes to my office and my office has nothing to do with comic books, nothing to do. And he was like, 
oh my God, they, they want me to do something else. They want me to do advertising. They want me to do what is it that they want me to do? They wanted to run the other way. But anyway, like, no, 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 listen, this is a personal project of mine. I really want to work with you. This is the idea. And he was like, oh, cool. Okay, I think that we can work together. But, uh, awesome. Yeah, it was an article in a newspaper. It was, um, yeah. That's, we've that's... heard everything. And that's the first time we've ever heard the old-fashioned way of just putting a want ad out in the, in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, we've heard Craigslist, we've heard Facebook, we've heard DeviantArt newspaper. Mm -hmm. That's the first. That's awesome. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, and it was funny. And I, to this day, when I tell the story about it, it's like, really? A newspaper? <laughs> Come on, man. You, you're crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but hey, I'm, I'm old school. It worked. So, like yeah. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. It, it yeah. worked and it got us, it got us off the ground. So, so that, was, that was good. That so did awesome. he did he come did he come to your to your office with with samples to to show you? Sure, I mean he he was very active in um, in uh, deviant art. Um, so, but I had no idea that deviant art existed. So I was like completely clueless when he was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, you can check my profile, deviant art." Sorry, what the hell is deviant art? <laughs> he was like, don't, "Don't you come on like prepare? Give me a portfolio or something that I can look at." And he was like, "Yeah, sure, but you can also check out my page in deviant art, which I have like years uh, of experience doing, uh, doing sketches and doing my own projects and comic books and characters." And I was like, "Okay, so this is the guy." And he had a very particular way of um, of understanding this world, and um, yeah, we we saw eye to eye, and and, and we actually got battle cats um to a good start thank god what is you guys are you guys on for battle cats right now right now we just finished uh volume two um volume one has um has five issues that's the first start um but uh, that artist was with us for the first four issues then the fifth one we've actually got um a new artist came on board with which is uh his name is uh, mike camello um, which is great. And we also got a new colorist called, um, his name is Takino. And they helped me finish issue five. We wrapped up the, the first arc and then we started working on volume two, uh, which is six issues. And we're releasing, um, I believe it's starting next month. We're releasing four short stories uh, with some concept art at the back, which is going to give you a little bit more of information regarding the world of Battle Cats, its characters, a lot of like inside information, which is called Battle Cats uh, Tales of Valderia. And um, that's going to run through the summer uh, or until the summer. And then hopefully at the end of the year, we're already uh, working on Battle Cats Volume 3, which is going to be the finale uh, of the whole story. Cool. Very cool. Are you, with those short stories, are you working with the artist to, to develop each of them? Or are you, um, are you having multiple writers work on those short stories? Mm, excellent question, Noam. No, basically, we, uh, I wanted a different uh, look okay. for each one of the books. So uh, the first one has uh, a completely different artist. Um, his name is Rob Stotz. I, I met him at, uh, at a C2E2 in Chicago, and he... he he went to our booth and he, he took the portfolio and was like, hey man, you know what, this would work. I've been thinking of this idea for battle cats. He was like, yeah, yeah, look, I can't work on this full time, but I can help you out. Uh, as soon as I started seeing the sample pages, I mean, completely different look for the battle cats, uh, but they're great. I mean, I love it. It's, um, it's amazing. Uh, so that was, that was Robert. Uh, for the second story, um, we have uh, Daniel Jimeno. He's from Spain. He was actually one of the Talent Search winners wow. uh, last year. And um, 
we were taking some time with with his with his project so i so i told him like hey why didn't you come on board and basically just uh, draw this short story i have the script let's do it um then for the third issue we have uh atagun uh which he's the artist on our latest series um which is actually gonna it's coming out next month uh which is also i'm sorry the next, the following month which is a uh, hellfighter queen right he's the artist on that and for the fourth issue we have mike camello coming back but the thing is that the fourth issue it's it's dear to my heart because we we're gonna see the the battle cats uh when they were kids oh. uh younger young marsh island uh, i'm sorry white marsh island uh when they're young when they're training so uh speaking with mike he, he told me like hey listen no you know what uh, I'm sorry, but I'm doing this. So we're like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like short stories that add and complement the world uh, in a sort of way, um, and 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 then it, it it sets up everything for the for the finale. I love that. I just I love anthology books, so I'm very excited to to read that. That'll be that'll be something really cool to see. Um, yeah. So, um, Mark, what is your what is your uh, what's your writing style like? Is it uh, is it full script or is it sort of loose outlines or, or or how do you do how do you handle your writing? No, it's basically full script. Um, but let's just say that I work um, on a very detailed outline. I learned that the hard way, and okay. and, and and actually uh, our editor in chief, Chris Fernandez. I mean, he he insisted on that. He told me like, listen, Mark, if you don't give me full outlines, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm gonna stop working with you. So it's kind of like I was forced because at first, like I had like very uh, rough outlines and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna develop the project. I already knew everything I had in my head, and then I just kept going. But um, and I didn't want to know like like a lot of of the story. Like for some reason, I felt like when I put the story down like on paper already, like like it would just lose um, its appeal or or. For my enthusiasm for what I was doing, so so I kind of like like had a rough idea, and then I, I kind of really wanted to the character uh, like to dictate uh, like his um his own path or her own path. Um, but sure, it drove them crazy because I mean, some they had no idea where we were going, and I was like, oh sure, yeah, but hey, but what about this? And I was like, no, 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 yeah, this, this, we're addressing that in issue three, and he was like, oh my god, I need to see this, and I'd be like, no, 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 look, it's in this. In this uh, note that I have here, and would be like, "What are you talking about?" And be like, "Okay." So I had to really scratch that, and then decide to work with very detailed outlines um, from the get-go. And yeah, that has that has paid off a little bit better for the team and for us. But they're full scripts. They're full scripts. I I don't I don't work the Marvel way. And then yeah. so like that that outline is sort of giving you that that end point for 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 the volume that you're working to. So like as you're as you're writing, you're you're sort of progressing, but you know like where you're where where you need to get to at the the last page of that that and I think in the first volume it said it was five, so you knew what you were you were working to the whole time, and I'm sure that made made Chris feel a lot better. Exactly, absolutely, because now when when I'm building the outlines, like like um, I break them up. They just say I break the the, the issue by letters. Mm-hmm. And I I add a different color to each letter, and that basically just changes. Like um, a different color means a different scene. So I already how many I already know um, how many scenes I'm gonna have in, in that first issue. Um, how I'm going to transition from one scene to the other, uh, and that also helps me visualize. Like, okay, is this 
is it just going to be legislated? There's a lot of action um, on that issue. Um, should I tone it down? Should I mix it up? Should I have a break here? Should I should I cut? Should I add? So yeah, it it, it has um it has paid off in the end. Yeah. Pushing that way, yes, man. That's fascinating. Did you so when you were starting like out, you know, knowing that you wanted to be a storyteller, were you at that point like you know thinking like looking at comics and being like this is the kind of stories that i want to tell is with this medium or like where did you start writing oh absolutely like i like first um when matt asked me like okay is that your first book was was battle Cap the first book um uh, that you guys launched with actually yes but it was not the first story um that i that i wrote um that was actually Midnight Task Force, and that was a screenplay. Uh -huh. um, that I was gonna, I was gonna try to develop that with a, with a, some buddies of mine, and we came close of getting some of the funding and getting the director and everything. Uh, but unfortunately, that fell apart. So then, what I did was, I basically just tried to adapt that screenplay into the into a comic book format and and develop it that way and when i started just to like see the comparisons i see that i that i that i enjoyed enormously um working in a, in a comic book um so that was really what opened my eyes but first like when i started writing and i and i, and I really wanted to do this i really wanted to write screenplays that was, that was like what i really wanted um but i got a taste of comic books i mean sequential art and he was just like dude i'm sold so i mean i couldn't i couldn't go back now yeah matt talks a lot about i mean i'm I'm the artist but matt talks a lot mm -hmm. about that that instant gratification of comics you know yeah so i want to take a step back uh as you were talking about the the outlining um as as a independent publisher and uh the the ceo um do you have like a, a set page limit that you're you're doing in in an issue, or if an issue calls to be a little bit longer, are you able to um, are you able to stretch it out? Because you know, like a DC book is is twenty pages, and that's all that's all you're going to get. Like, so as somebody who's like holding the reins and is in control, are you able to to expand those to be like twenty five, thirty, if if needed? Sure, but I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, okay. <laughs> which which is what actually what we learned the hard way. The thing is that when you see those comic books being capped at 20 pages, um, is because of the cost when you print the comic book. So that's why sometimes they don't tend to go um, above either 24 pages or 28 pages or 32 pages. So um a lot of publishers if they want to be very very cost effective in in, in the in the stories or the issues that they're printing out they're going to cap it always at 20 pages of story mm -hmm. and then the rest is just going to be like okay two for advertising and cover and back cover and basically that's it but um to answer your question matt at the beginning i was i was I was trying to hit um a page number that would that i really wanted to standardize and it was hard um but as time progressed, I was able to like hit the the numbers that work for me, and right now I I I can only work let's just say either between twenty pages, twenty four pages, or twenty eight pages max. I will not go above. But sometimes it just depends on the people that you're working with. What are, how do they see the outlines or how do they see the story? 
because if they clearly see it in the album, I mean, you have, let's just say, like, um, okay, a couple of battle scenes, um, um, or very or quiet moments or whatever, and, you'd be, and they would tell you, like, hey, you know what, I think that we need to, to actually emphasize here that this is, we need more, then probably you can just stretch it out a little bit. Okay. And uh, a little bit more uh, inside baseball. Are you, um, are you printing these uh, in, a, in another country or are these uh, being printed uh, nearby? We were with Canada. Okay. Um, when, we got, um, when we got accepted to Diamond, uh, Diamond is kind enough to give you like a list of um, printing companies oh, nice. um, that you can reach out to, that, um, that you start like on a trial and error basis. And uh, for some reason, I mean, the, the, the people that work in Canada, um, they're great. They're amazing. And so, do, you see, but, do, you see, do you see like samples to like make sure that everything is like cut the right way before it goes to, to the printer and stuff like that? At the beginning. But right now, um, we're at a point that, that we trust them uh, wholeheartedly. We know exactly what the product's going to look like. Okay. So right now we, we don't need to look unless like you start seeing art and you're going to know more a little bit about this, uh, Noah, but mm-hmm. they just say that he saturates the page a lot and maybe we're a little bit like, like afraid when you just try to print it out yourself and you see it super dark and you're like, Ugh. maybe, maybe we just need to contact the printer and, and, and let's just have a sample of this just to make sure that it's going to be perfect uh, when it reaches the retailer. Um, no, but, but at this point, um, because we've been working with them two years now, um, at this point, we feel very, very comfortable with them. Um, so there's no need. But at first, you're absolutely right, Matt. I mean, we were asked for samples. We would pay for samples. They don't give you samples. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you really want to have a proof, yeah. you need to actually pay for the proof. Right. Um, so, but we have to make sure. And, and, and again, I think that that's part of the learning process. Definitely. Then, um, so Battle Cats was your guys' your first. Then was it mm-hmm. Midnight? Task Force was that the next title that you guys released? Yes. Then we released uh, Midnight Task Force, and afterwards it was uh, Honor and Curse, and afterwards it was uh, Knights of the Golden Sun. Awesome. And after Knights of the Golden Sun, um, that's when we decided to start our talent search, mm-hmm. our first talent search, and. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that yes, it was Show's End uh, was released after after Knights of the Golden Sun, which was actually by by two Talent Search winners. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah, we've had a uh, we've had uh, the Show's End. Anthony, yep, Anthony, mm-hmm. Anthony Cleveland. Yep. Oh my God, he's 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 great. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a great yeah. writer. That that yeah. book is that book is pretty awesome. So when you yeah. say we started doing the talent searches, that's you and is that Alex as well? Was it was it you you brought on Alex or was was he there from the start? No, uh, actually, we started doing the talent search with uh, with Jill, uh, which she was our editor in chief, but she's now our VP of operations. And uh, Chris Fernandez um, mm-hmm. was was handling like all um, strategy for the company. And Chris Sanchez, which at the beginning he was running social media and he was running marketing and PR. Um, all those people have now moved to bigger and better things <laughs> within the company. But when we decided to start the talent search was with them. So we, we um, is the four of us. 
so is it like all a, meet oh sorry go ahead matt no i just wonder is it uh is it like a so it's a, like a committee vote um there to select the winners yeah you mean that yes i mean we got it i think that's for the first um talent search we got almost we got close to 250 wow. submissions uh yeah it was something it was something that, that we that we didn't expect um so what we started doing was that like everybody was starting reading everything and then we we kind of like selected by piles mm -hmm. and we kind of like okay these are my best and 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 if we agree then then that pile starts to like be put on the side and then basically you just like end up with with um with everybody's favorite and in some cases i mean somebody's gonna uh fight for someone and be like hey you know what i really think that he has uh the chops to do this uh because of this this, this and that well i didn't see it hey but you know what i really want to want to take a chance on him and be like okay and okay let's do it and that's how we we select but yes it's a it's a committee between the the four of us that's got to be a hard that's got to be hard to fight for someone and then not have everybody else agree with you on certain things yeah. yeah some some sometimes and, and you know what i mean in the past it has worked where, where we have been really like Phew. i mean this guy was really like on the edge of things and he pulled through at the very last second <laughs> uh, and there are other cases that unfortunately we have we have had a um a situation where we really need uh, unfortunately to to cut that person and be like hey you know what um uh, keep working on your craft keep getting better and um hope that, that we can you again in another talent search or another convention and, and we'll give it another shot but yeah so sometimes it worked out some, sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't i mean no you're an artist you know how this is oh yeah and you're a writer you know how this is so that's the business yeah, yeah. it is a business and that's got to be hard when especially when it when it corresponds you know with art that's tough you know that's mm -hmm. uh that's a tough decision i can't imagine just you explaining that situation like man i'd be so self-conscious that whole time and be like uh with with all those artists and writers submitting things, yeah, I I would be able, I would be too sympathetic. I'd be like, oh, hire them all, you know. Was, uh, yeah. No, no, no. You you, yeah. you know what? You're right. And, and actually, with Matt, that that perception of you changed for myself because I was like, at first, I was I was a um, everybody's a critic, and, right. and and you're able to just see somebody's art or somebody's writing, and you and you you dismiss him. I mean, so quickly. But when you start working um, on this uh, as a day to day, and then somebody comes and oh no, you know what that sucks, and you're like, whoa, excuse me, no, yeah, I think that no, dude, no, no, no. I mean, you, you can see the 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 phases every single time that you go out to conventions and you work in comedy. Yeah, I mean, you see the pain. You you see like the, yeah. the work. I mean, it's not it's not it's not um it's not easy. A lot of people think that is that it's just like drawing. I mean, circles and sticks, and it's it's not. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's, you know, and we, we've talked about this with all our guests. You're not in it for the money, you know, that kind of thing, because no one's in it. Even the people at DC and Marvel, they're not in it for, you know, not everyone can be Brian Michael Bendis or something like that. You know, you're you're doing it because you love this form of storytelling. You know, that's Perfect. that's important. You're absolutely right, but but you also have to ask um, Bendis uh, where did he start or how yeah. did he start. Mm -hmm. Problem is that a lot of people look at those guys, Brian K. Vaughn, they look at my um, at uh, Brian Michael Bendis, they they look at uh, Mark Millar, and they they see him and they're like, oh my god, this guy is like, 
do it, research their story, see how they started, see how they had, see what they had to do to actually get in those positions. And you're going to see that it's, uh, my God, Scott Snyder was a freaking janitor. Yeah. So yes. it's like, it's, I mean, the guy's there because he really worked his ass off. Yeah. Nobody handed it to him. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something to admire. Yeah, yes. it is. And it's, it's all for the love of the art, which is amazing. Yeah, I think there's like a I think there's like a saying that like every overnight success is really a, a ten year struggle that you don't really you don't really know about. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes. It, it it doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. If it happens overnight, I mean, well, um, that's really going to be like the duration. Like those are sometimes uh, one hit wonders, mm-hmm. right? That you see like those artists that they just have a single and like oh my god, it was amazing, but the guy just disappears from the face of the earth so Mm -hmm. i think that here you have to be consistent especially in Mm -hmm. comics i mean you really need to like pay your dues and 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 keep on doing it and keep plugging and then people start noticing you'll be like hey you know what until that that uh huge door opens for you and you get the right exposure um i had a saying that um i heard the same ones that actually success is um when talent and opportunity when preparation and opportunity meet or collide Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's like, yeah, they were super prepared, but they didn't have the opportunity or the opportunity presented itself, but you were not prepared. So that's really what success is. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to take a, another step back. Um, when when um, Battle Cats first came out, what was it like the first time you walked into a, a comic book shop and you saw that on the on the shelf? <laughs> oh my god i mean it was complete joy my tears running down my face i mean it was so it was so humbling and it was so um gratifying that the that a vision or that your baby is actually out there because when when you're an artist when you're um like you're either a, an artist or a writer um what a lot of people also don't know is that you're putting your your skin out there you're putting your your outmost inner um, desires, um, fears, expectations, talents on the page. So having it out there is great, um, but also it's nerve-wracking. Uh, what are people going to say? What are people going to like it? People are not going to like it. And, and sometimes we, uh, the first stage of, of the company that, that we made some very big mistakes and people, people noticed, I mean, they would be calling us on, on the mistakes and, yeah, you felt embarrassed and you were like, oh my God, is this worth it? Um, so again, it was, it was, it was very, very exciting and uh, gratifying, but on the other side, it was, it was neck break. Mm, I can imagine. Uh, but that's gotta be a very surreal moment to see, see your creation up there published by a company that you created as well. That's got to be, yeah, that's, that's, that's like uh, leveling on ecstasy of just like, you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a great moment, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 And I'm going to take an even further step back than that right okay. now. And I'm going to ask, ahead. yeah, about um, your team that you guys were talking about, that initial team that you had with like the first talent search. How did you guys all meet? Was that just something like you, you reaching out to the marketing people and getting people from there? Or... Uh, how did you meet all your, your, your like editor and your mark and your social media um, representative mm-hmm. and everything? Okay. Well, that is actually a great story because the people that are, that are 
that let's just say that are running Madcave right now, yeah. um, are people that at first were hired to do something completely different. <laughs> so, so let's just say that, I mean, the most important thing for me, uh, and you guys have to understand that this is, um, it's a startup, but it but it's also a, a, an indie uh, project, which which nobody's giving you the manual. I mean, you you just love comics. One thing is loving comics. The other one is knowing exactly how you, to make a comic book. And unfortunately, I don't think that that you will ever reach a point to absolutely understand how to make a comic book. And every single day, you you surprise yourself with, oh, this works. It's better. What happened? So, these people. Um, that are running the show now, they, they got on board helping us um, basically just like start the company um, and lift it over the ground. But, but they were doing like, okay, I need a person that help, can help me um, with the operational uh, side of the things. I need somebody that, that actually helps me, I mean, making phone calls or contacting retailers or, or maybe just like uh, reaching out to artists or, or posting stuff on social media or uh, doing copy editing or doing proofreading. I mean, all those things. But the most, what these people have in common is that they really love comics, that they're mm -hmm. passionate about comics, that they are knowledgeable about comics. So it makes it a lot easier. And, and everybody that works in comics, at some point, they're going to tell you, like, listen, I want to work in comics either on the creative side of things or on the business side of things. Okay, that's, that's great. But these people really, really understood comics, really understood what, what they wanted. Um, some of them even went to college uh, to study creative writing. Some of them had been running uh, newspapers. Some of them had, had actually been running social media for other companies, even if it was just like selling perfumes or whatever. Um, but these people had, had the know-how to do certain things. And when you add the passion for comics, you put one and two together and things started working out. That's right. Again, um, a lot of mistakes were made. A lot of the scars um, bled, still bleeding. But... Uh, but hey, I mean, everybody was able to, to like really find a place in the company, and they're really and, and now, um, they I think that they're surprising even themselves. That's awesome. So you probably saw like a lot of like uh, problem solving by those people and in, in, in desire to 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 get those things through. And like you said, there was mistakes made, but those mistakes were probably you know. Uh, you know, trying things, learning experiences and, and, and figuring things out. So probably with that small group, you probably saw like a lot of like passion and desire to, to get it, to get that product done. Mm -hmm. Exactly, Matt. I mean, that, that's really what surprised me. I mean, there, there were people that, that they were like, no, don't worry about it. I mean, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Yes, because it's an uphill battle. You have, um, you might think that you know what you're doing. And yes, on paper. Um, you might think that you know what you're doing, but there are things that you really have to go the extra mile uh, and find out how that stuff works or how things are done. And and they were it. They were it. So I'm so happy with the team that we have right now. Very That's cool. That's awesome. So That's what are great. some of the uh, what are some of the challenges of being a being an indie indie publisher getting getting eyeballs on your books when you know most people who 
might not be into comics, you know, they, they think of comics and they're going to think of Spider-Man or, or, or Superman. Uh, what are, what are some of the challenges that you, that you have there? Well, the first one, and even when we went to conventions and this was like, um, the biggest challenge of them all is, is that when you go to retailers or when you're in conventions, so in conventions, they would tell you like, okay, um, battle cuts number one. Very cool, man. Okay. Thank you. Give me two of those. Fine. Then the next question would be, then a question with, with the, um, where can I get issue two? Uh, no, you know what? Um, on our website, uh, we can eat it. We can ship it to you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I, I want to get this issue at my local comic book shop or, or next to where I live at my own pace. Um, no, you cannot get it at your local comic book shop because unfortunately we're not in diamond. And you know, the diamond distributor, it's, it's, it actually covers uh, the entire planet. Um, so if you're not with them, it's very hard to reach I mean, your target audience or your retailers or the people that are going to vouch for you and, and deliver it to fans. So that was the first question. Like, okay, are you in diamond? Also, when you go with your comic book to retailers, that's the first thing that they would tell you. Are you in diamond? Because no, listen, I'm, uh, can I leave a, a bunch of copies here and in consignment, whatever? No, no, no. That, that's going to mess up my, my, my accounting. The, the, my system is already set up. I can't keep track of that. Unfortunately, like, I can't help you. So it's very, very hard if, you're, if you don't have a, a distribution channel. Um, because also the distribution channel um, actually, actually takes an x-ray of you in, in terms of like, okay, is your marketing on par? Are your books um, um, well made or well constructed from what the public um, usually wants to see in a comic book? Uh, all those things. So even when you submit your books to, to Diamond, I mean, there's a there's a there's like a committee that is actually gonna review every single aspect of your company and they would they would not only see your comic books but they will they will also ask uh what's the strategy behind this so they will tell you like okay have you been doing this prior to submitting do you have fans do you have um social media exposure do you have a website do you uh do you attend conventions uh all these things to make it easier for them actually to sell the product because also when diamond carries you that doesn't mean that they're just going to be uh that everything that goes into diamond actually sells diamond is a way that you can actually reach more people but the marketing falls on you um the, with the hard work that you need to do with those big review sites that are so great and, and that gives us all the information you also need your, you also need to prove yourself to them and in regards like, okay, if I'm giving you a book and, you, and you're going to spend valuable time reviewing this book, is this going to give you clicks? Is this going to give you traffic? So it's, it's, it's a little bit complicated. So when you are starting out and um, yes, you have the, all these huge barriers of entry um, because they're, they're like steps that, that you need to actually overcome to get decent eyes on your, on your books. And, and again, uh, even if you check that list um which is very very extensive um at the end the hard the hard work is is just the beginning so i would say that it that that was is the biggest problem uh the distribution the 
and the exposure that you can get. That's very specific and very helpful. Thank you. And like, I've always heard that like, uh, is there a way that you can sort of prove or, or sort of estimate to Diamond like, like what you what you think or what you can possibly sell? Because don't they, they will only take a look at, I know that you mentioned like website and quality of books, but isn't there sort of like almost like a, like a, a threshold or like a, a certain number that they want to sort of be confident that you'll be able to, 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 to get into the marketplace? Yes, and and the thing is that they do have a lot of well, they do have all the experience, so they know um, if the book that you're trying to pitch um, is because basically that's what you're doing. You're pitching your books, you're pitching your content, so they would even tell you straight up. I mean, if your book is something that the research has determined that um, it will sell or it will not sell. Okay. So. A threshold, I cannot give you a specific number. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, but, but I'm sure that if you start working with them and unfortunately you, you fall flat on, on, on delivering on a promise or on your, your projections, um, I'm sure that you're going to have problems with her because you, you're, not, you're not viable for them. I mean, it, it's not, again, at the end of the day, it's, it's, that is also something that, that um, people, when they go into comics, need to realize is that as much gratifying uh, and surreal it is to work in comics and, and, and put yourself out there as a writer or, or, or as an artist, at the end of the day, it's a business. Mm -hmm. For the retailer, for the distributor, for yourself, uh, for the people that are helping you. So it's a business. And they, and they want to see numbers. They, they want to see fandom. They, they want to see exposure. They want to see noise. Um, they want to see what, what moves the needle. and Every single publisher, believe me, guys, is scratching their heads right now trying to see how they can uh, produce a, a next hit. So the what next are some, Walking Dead or the next saga. <laughs> sure. So what are some of the challenges of that sort of that, that system, the, the three-month system where you have to sort of have things in previews three months before, before they come in the stores? What are, what are some of the challenges there? Brutal. Brutal because a lot of the books that you're planning, you need to plan them a year ahead. Because um, from the point that you open your mouth and you tell Diamond that this is the book and you start sending what the book is or the synopsis, the clock starts ticking against you in a manner that, that is ridiculous. Because it's okay, you send in the information, then they're going to expect, okay, the preview pages. And then they're going to expect um, um, for you to send it to print. And then they're going to expect you that the printing company is actually going to either have the product ready for them to send to Diamond, or you're going to have to send it yourself. And then when, when he reaches the Diamond warehouse, that also takes time for them to packet it up and distribute it to all the different uh, comic book shops that they have in the country. So it's really, really like clockwork. And, and the, the way that, that diamond works, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. When you take a look at, at, at pictures, how they do things in their warehouse, I mean, it's, it's brutal. I have, I have no idea how they do it and they, they shuffle so much, but they manage, they manage to get um, books out in time. And yeah, some people complain, some books, I mean, get lost in translation and everything. But again, 
for the most part, I mean, you will get your books. You will get your books. That's great. That's awesome. And um, what's your guys' uh, convention presence like this year? You guys have anything big coming up? Yes. This year we are going to Emerald City. To Emerald City. Um, we are going to Megacon next, which is going to be in Orlando. Um, then we're going to go to Florida Supercon, uh, which is here in Miami. Then we're going to go to San Diego Comic Con. Um, then we're going to go to Baltimore. All right. And we, we end the year in uh, New York Comic Con, which is actually going to be our fifth year at uh, New York Comic Con. So that's, I'm so happy and excited because it's our, it's, our, it's, our first, it's our fifth year there. So it's our fifth year anniversary at New York Comic Con. That's great. Are you guys, do you guys, uh, have you increased your con presence every year since you guys started? Or do you, have you sort of found like a sweet number that you like to do and just sort of stick with that? You know what? Um, that's a great question. We've, we've tried, we've tried, uh, we, we try to shuffle them every year. So um, when we launched Madcape, we started with Wizard World. Um, we've been to EC2, um, C2E2. We've been to, um, We've been to WonderCon in Anaheim. We've been to Denver last year. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's a good con presence. You've hit all the big ones. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, we try. We try because again, um, it's all cost sometimes right so 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 really moving around when the guys i mean when we go to this convention it's like a rock band on tour and you're like yeah i mean we're going out but (laughs) but for those that are lucky enough to 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 exhibit at that convention i mean you know that that is brutal i mean if you you go the first time that i went to a convention uh, as a fan started working a couple of hours and i'm like oh my god it's just four days really i go home sleep i don't want to hear about this imagine when you're basically just exhibiting all four days opening closing i mean at the end of the day you just beat but hey it's it's part of um it's part of the gig and 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 it's great it's great it has to be a trial by fire if you really love the story because all the guys the the people i've always talked to is that they're like yeah this is like they're like I'll, i'll go up to people like i'll go up to a table again after being there just to pick up a book because i've heard the pitch already i go back to pick up the book and they start giving me the pitch again. And I was like, oh, no, you told me already. She's like, or someone will be like, I just, it's like, That's, this is like the thousandth time I've done it this weekend. And uh, uh-huh. it's just like coming naturally. And I'm like, but that has to be a trial by fire. If you really love the story, you'll know by convention time because you'll be telling it a thousand times to every person mm-hmm. that comes by trying to sell them on it. And uh, that's, that's a testament to whether you love it or not. <laughs> Yes, that's why, that's why really if you, if you want to do this for a living, I mean, you really have to love it. And I know that some people take that lightly. And I know that everything in life um, does not come easy. I don't think that anything in life is easy. Um, it takes work. Um, this, is, this is part of it. But, but if you love it, it's going to help you a lot. Yeah. You'd in those moments, in those moments where you're like, no, <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love the, I love the relief I give to convention people, like exhibitors, mm-hmm. 
when I tell them, no, you've already pitched this to me. And they're like, oh, thank goodness. That kind of thing. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I just love, that's one of the pure joys I have as the con goer is just giving that to an artist or a writer being like, oh no, I know the story. That kind of thing. Like it's, it's it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a question. Um, You had mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, uh, comics is a business, but you're sort of on the business and the creative side. So how does your, when you're working on Mad Cave stuff, like, is there, uh, do you dedicate a certain amount of time to, to business stuff and then a certain amount of time to sitting down and, and doing your writing? Or is it just sort of like, you're just putting out fires and then, and then sort of when, when you can getting, getting to the creative stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, all of the above. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, but yes. Unfortunately, you have to be like um, this is like playing um, ten-dimensional chess sometimes <laughs> because you have to you have to have your hands on everything. But but again, um, I have a great team. They do help me a lot they do help the company i mean move forward they're very 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 clear and they're very professional in everything that they have to do so so it makes my job easier so for example matt when when i when i need to to work on a let's just say on an outline um i would probably just lock myself away just for two days and then that outlet comes um well, it's ready and I will give it to, to the guys and then they will probably have two days to review it or, or make comments or whatever. And during those two days, I'm, I'm like on top of, okay, uh, we're going to launch this book. Okay, we need to do the, the whole three months that you were mentioning that we need to go back and we need to strategize and okay, who's this going to and who are we sending this, this book to review and the press release and, and, and we need to call the retailer and all that. And then when the outline comes and I know that I, I need to make some changes and stuff, then I would probably try to lock myself either for a day or a couple of hours, depending on the amount of, of intervention that I need to make. And sometimes when it just comes like a, like a college essay, all in red, like, what is this? You're like, Jesus Christ, I'll see you guys in two days because this is not working out. Or something is, or sometimes it's like, no, no, you know what? We, we need a few, a few tweaks. I mean, let's just do this. So, I can do him a little bit um, faster, uh, but yes, um, it's a circus act. You need to juggle a lot of freaking um, balls in the air. Yeah, I can imagine when you said when you listed off the titles that you write on top of running an indie publisher, I was like having a heart attack for you right there. Like that was like I can't imagine your workload. And then on top of that, having a job. So you are you are a indie comic Superman, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. Thank you. No, um, but I mean, it gets it, it gets a little bit more manageable. I mean, like I know that it's the same. It is. I mean, that there's a method to the madness. Yeah. There's really like a method. So little by little, you try to understand, and you'd be like, hey, if 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 I could devote more time um to the pieces and the books uh believe me uh i would because um as a creator you, you guys know this better than anybody you're never satisfied completely with what you're putting out so sometimes for me is is the lack of time that i can dedicate to certain things so sometimes i have to let them go but i'm sort of a perfectionist and i had um, a very rough time at the beginning um because of that but um 
but I know you, you start, I guess that you start to manage, but it's, hopefully the, the company is growing. That, that is part of the reason why we decided to, to have our first talent search so we can get uh, other people involved, um, launching books, launching IPs, uh, Matt Kim's vision, um, because Matt Kim is a closed house. Um, right. That's how we work. We design the IPs, um, or we have ideas for the IPs, and, and everybody that comes on board is work for hire, and we tell them, listen, this is the story where we wanna, that we want you to develop that you want to work with. We have a couple of ideas, and then um, we'll develop it with them, and hopefully um, they can put their name out there, uh, they can get better at the craft, and, and we start publishing books, because Madcape is a publisher. So if we don't have books, um, we're not a publisher. Nice. We need to produce books. So that's sure. part of it too. And uh, how many years has the the talent search been been going on? No, the first talent search was uh, we launched 2018, okay. and last year was the second one, 2019. Matt, and this year we're probably going to have another. This year we're probably going to have another talent search. Um, obviously, it, it gets a little bit more um, more strict than what we're looking for. I mean. Even even the talent search from the first year, I mean, they, they've been raising the bar um, in terms of writing, in, in terms of art. So um, so every year um, the bar rises for, for the talent search. But sure, we, we're going to have it. I mean, we we wanted to give an opportunity for people that, that were out there that unfortunately don't have a shot Yeah. Um, in the industry because of everything that I told you. Because sometimes, I mean, promoting your book, because of getting the, the, the distribution, because of... Uh, having a name for yourself and, 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 and show it at conventions or retailers. So that is really what we offer on uh, this guys. I mean, if they go and eventually end up uh, working for the big two or making a million or whatever, well, they can yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah. So, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really interesting concept and it's a, it's uh it's 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 awesome that you guys do it because like if if you were going to pitch image you would you would create something but a lot of times not not a lot of times but for these talent searches you have these people right in the the universes that you've created mm -hmm. um which probably then lends itself to as you were explaining you you'd say hey i have this i you know we have this ip or we have these these several ips um Tell me what you could do with it. So when you're doing that talent search, I guess more for more for the writers, you're you're really seeing that skill as somebody who can take uh, a kernel of this idea or an aspect of this story and and turn it into to something else. So it's it's a, mm -hmm. it's a really cool opportunity, and it's 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 different than like what a lot of other publishers do. Absolutely, absolutely, Matt. And yeah, because the, the thing is that some other publishers, um, what they do is that it's a creator on content. So the business model is different. It's just like, okay, um, we have to split uh, the revenue, uh, kind of like what um, Image does is like, okay, uh, we will split the sales numbers. But again, you need to do your part. Mm -hmm. uh, with us, with Madcave, is that we end up doing everything for the person. We end up basically just doing the marketing, um, printing the books, putting everything out there. So the person here, um, sure, it's working for Madcave, it's building one of its properties, but it's also getting its name out there. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know, I, I, I think that it works out in the end for them. And, and, and some guys are making 
are some of the people that that have actually published books with massive are 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 making noise out there and yeah. and I know that they're going to be great and and soon you guys are going to see them working in on very high profile books so great and uh that the 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 it seems to coincide every year with with New York Comic Con so is that the the plan again this year is to to have sort of the the announcements coincide with those is it mm -hmm. four days I, of, of yes. New York Comic Con? Okay. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, probably we'll probably coincide with New York. I mean, it's tradition, so we will, we will probably we will probably stick with it. And being the fifth anniversary, the fifth year anniversary, so probably yes, we'll do that. Yeah, and it seems like you, um, it kind of grows every year too, because like did uh, uh, I think you like uh, the and I, I don't know if I'm, if I have this right, but sort of like the, the first year there might've been only like a, like a, like a certain number selected. And this, this last time you, you took, you took four from each category, like writers and artists, right? Where actually it's, um, it's the other way around. Okay. Actually the first year we actually got four and four. Okay. Uh, and this year we actually got four and three. Okay. So we got four writers and we got, and is there any sort of uh uh when like so for that first year when you got four and four um did you guys then go back together and say like i think this guy would work well with 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 this person and then um and then the the, the teams were formed formed that way mm -hmm, okay and also what we did is when, when we first started talking with them because there's a Again, one thing is that they, they, they give you a sample of, of, of something that you're requiring, but actually the doing and in the amount of time that you required, because uh, a lot of artists, they will just tell you like, oh yeah, I finish a, I do a page a day. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, yeah, no, no one knows this a little bit more. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, a page a day, full backgrounds and everything. And you're like, oh, okay, really? And then when you start actually seeing the, um, when you actually start working with them, you're like, that's when the delay starts and then when the problems start. So, so the first thing that we do with, with the winners is like, okay, we need to get them a little bit. We, we need to start getting to know each other a little bit better. We, we need to try to establish like a, a flow uh, or a workflow of doing things. And we even pitched some of the ideas that, that we had um, to some of the writers. So it's like, for example, for, for Jay Sandlin, it was like, listen, um do you like westerns for example and he was like well, you know what mm, not my cup of tea do you like uh wrestling oh my god i'm a fan of my family <laughs> he ended up being this huge like wrestling fan that he's like oh my god i mean i love you this is really what we need so we knew also that it, that he was going to excel or he was going to feel more comfortable he we knew that he could write so we knew that he putting him on a wrestling book, something that he's passionate about, he's going to excel or he's going to enjoy more. So, for example, for David uh, with Savage Bastards is because he actually mentioned that he had interest in a Western, that he could. Yeah, I mean, um, I love Tarantino and I and I and I um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of that. So we were like, ah, oh, OK, so so we can probably work. And we did the same thing. I mean, for the for for the artist like do you feel comfortable with this do you feel comfortable in this scenario what do you think and then depending on what they what they would tell us we would try to to match them with with um with their respective writers 
and thank God, I mean, the ending ended um, working spectacularly. <laughs> That's got to be nice to know that. And uh, yeah. when you guys go in, so like last year, was it by design that you would have the four and four and this year would be the four and three? And then like, are you like, do you guys sort of go in being like, okay, this is the amount of people that we want to pull for each category? Or mm -hmm. is it, um, yeah. Did you guys, is that? We've always, we've always known, we've always established it four and four. Four and four. Okay. Um, we've always established it four and four. Um, don't ask me why. Mm -hmm. four, four. Um, the thing is that this year, I'm sorry, last year, um, we only selected three artists because, uh, because um, those, those were the best and they, again, met the criteria that, uh, that were really on par with, with, with the artists and with the IP that we wanted. And unfortunately, nobody else came close to actually seeing or showing us what we really wanted. That's why I also mentioned that unfortunately those guys and they have been responsible for raising the bar of what we expect um from either a writer or uh, an artist um on the talent search so who knows but really the offer the offer is for, for people four and four that's interesting it's cool to know the background of that um always cool to know the backgrounds of people's choices and how you how you guys select artists and writers and everything yeah, I like getting that, as Matt calls it, inside baseball. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hashtag inside baseball. That should uh, <laughs> so uh, social media posts. This has been this has been an awesome interview. Uh, we we really enjoyed sort of hearing the creative and the business side of of, of this. Um, Noah, do you have any uh, final questions before we we wrap up here? No, no final questions. Just thank you for coming on and explaining. Uh, you know the the world of indie publishing to us. Yeah, anytime, I, guys. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's it's been great. Um, Mark, um, why don't you um, let everybody know where they can find you and Mad Cave uh, online, and we'll be sure to put links to all of this in the in the show notes as well. Sure, Matt. Uh, the best way is at uh, madcavestudios.com and on social media, um, including Facebook on uh, facebook.com/slash/madcavestudios and uh at magic studios uh, on instagram and twitter very cool uh well mark i i uh i appreciate you being on i'm very excited uh to see the the books and uh see the 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 new stuff coming out of of of, of mad cave it's uh pretty exciting pretty exciting stuff thank you matt i really really appreciate it i really appreciate you guys having me on i mean your time and yes, we, we're, we're trying to get better uh, with Chicka's uh, book. And um, yeah, hopefully to, to keep on uh, impressing you. All right. Thanks so much. So if anybody could uh, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to this podcast, we really appreciate it. If you want to give us a follow, we're on Twitter at ConstructComPod, Instagram at ConstructingComicsPod, Facebook Constructing Comics, and YouTube Constructing Comics. Um, so there'll be links to those social media, Mad Caves and Mark's social media in the, the show notes. And I'd like to thank everybody. And we'll be back with a, another episode very soon.